thanks for clicking. You're listening to Time In with yours truly, Tommy Crenshaw. With me is always, uh, well, it's, it's me alone. And uh, I just, uh, my, my cohorts uh, out of town uh, doing various activities. Uh, Mr. Ricardo Lungus is peddling his iron shoe collection at a steampunk festival in Skokie, Illinois, or someplace like that. Uh, good town, great place, good people, uh, good, good food, good, good corn dogs and stuff like that. You know, it's part of the country where you can enjoy a good corn dog without somebody being snobby around you. Uh, but they do kind of do get snobby about the corn dogs a little bit. So you, I mean, it's like you, you, you think you're safe, but uh, you're kind of not. You, you, but you just ask around and go to uh, the place uh, that uh, doesn't get enough Yelp reviews. That's underground or something like that. Somebody, you know, selling them out of a tent. That's a place I think to go to. But uh, yeah, anyway, Ricardo's somewhere like that, uh, just selling his iron shoes. And, and Anthony North is at his semi-annual uh, Demolition Derby of Volkswagen Beetle Edition, where they all get in these old Beetles and have it's it's very dangerous actually. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, lot, a lot of people end up coming out with missing fingers and hair and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's just. Uh, and, uh, one time it was crazy. Somebody decided that they wanted to bring like a you know. A, hornet's nests inside the cars and stuff like that just to add a little more entertainment for the fans at any rate uh, i'm not going to judge these guys activities as long as they're you know they're, they're not doing anything immoral or illegal they're enjoying their lives and uh more power to these idiots if they uh d- you know want to do stupid stuff but uh, anyway that's not for me to judge but uh, yeah, I, I, this one's not going to be too uh, long-winded. I want you go, we're going to go over college, uh, some football games. Uh, th- this is the time of the year where college football gets sloppy, and th- there are two reasons for that. Number one is there's enough tape on them, right? This is where uh, teams where you thought were good or they were good on paper, but then all of a sudden, like you know, it's uh, other you know uh, coaches are watching them. Uh, some of them might be allegedly stealing signs. Going ahead of games, and you know, uh, uh, you know, when you when you see uh, whoever Michigan is playing next, and the, like the stadium is packed out for like the first time in forty years, that should have been a dead hint uh, that uh, maybe some other people that are, may not be fans of watching your your, your team play. But uh, you know, but the, the, this one uh, the, this week, I, I don't think you saw that. You saw a lot of uh, quasi filled stadiums. Uh, but these mashups are, you know, just giving people up for next week. Next week is the good week. That's when it's rivalry week. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you got some good matchups coming up. Uh, now let me just touch on those. Let me, uh, let me touch on. So uh, next week, uh, the Ohio State. Goes on the road to play Rutgers, or a good Rutgers team, by the way, this year. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the three and two in the Big Ten, which is pretty good. Uh, but Ohio State's got the upper hand, uh, the Michigan reference there, but, uh, they're in Ohio, so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, uh, I think, uh, I think Ohio State does win this one, but I think it's gonna be, uh, down to a field goal. Uh, you know, I, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game, of course, but, uh, maybe, uh, 85, 82, something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my uh, quick little uh, prediction. It could change. Uh, I, I think on the, on the other side of a low scoring, uh, I, I, you got Hawaii going to play Nevada. I think that game's five to three. Uh, you know, it's just that, that's just a game that is hard to gamble on. I don't, Vegas is probably going to walk away from doing the numbers, uh, even though it's, you know, in Nevada. Um, but uh, you, you know you've got some uh, the, the other ones. Uh, a sleeper one is Cal, Oregon. Uh, 
I think Oregon wins uh, probably by 12. Uh, but uh, I, I think that you're going to see a good game there. I think uh, uh, the LSU, Alabama, I think this one goes into triple overtime. Uh, I think uh, LSU wins by two. Uh, but uh, Alabama could win easily too. So uh, enough of those. Uh, you know, UCLA is also play Arizona. So there's a bunch of good games. Enough of next week. Let's let's talk about the games that just happened a couple of days ago. And the first one I want to talk about briefly is uh, North Carolina going on the road to Georgia Tech in Hotlanta. Uh, that, you know, this is a good matchup uh, because, um, you know, North Carolina was one of those teams that was, uh, you know, good on paper. But now, you know, like I said, it's sloppy. They got uh, tape on you uh, and they realize you don't have a defense. And uh, what, no, no, most teams this year don't have defenses. I, I, uh, we need to have a comeback to the defensive side of the ball. There needs to be heavier recruiting. Uh, maybe uh, there needs to be a push to bring this back because these games just are not that enjoyable. Unless you're watching like an Arkansas, you know, some of the old school SEC, you, you, you know, you got to go to like, oh, Wyoming or somebody like that. You know, it's uh, these teams that aren't getting the five-star recruits in offense. But anyway, but, I, but anyway, the North Carolina – uh, Tar Heels go down there and, and, and former Heisman, um, uh, talk of the town, Drake May, you know, he's still playing all right. Uh, but he's, uh, going up against Haynes King, who was a reject of Texas A&M, if you remember a few years ago. And, uh, it'd be like, what happened to him? He's at Georgia Tech. Uh, he's a former, uh, you know, he's a Texas uh, born and bred kid. Uh, looks like, uh, I don't know, like one of those kids, if he gets into trouble, he's Rich parents are going to get him out. But, no, he's a good kid. Not all those kids are bad. Uh, just because, you know, the, the, you know, their parents could come and rescue them if something bad happens doesn't mean they're bad kids. So, but he, oh, he had a good, a good game offensively. But uh, I just think, uh, look, I, Bo Jangles needs to step away from the program of, of North Carolina. They're, I know they're heavily invested in pretty much every team in the Carolinas, both uh, both of them. It, there's not three of them. Sometimes I think there's a third Carolina. But uh, but they, Bo Jangles probably wants a third Carolina. Uh, that way they could kind of, you know, go into that state. But, uh, but Bo Jangles is great. I'm not here to disparage them. They just don't have salads on their menu or anything like uh, it, it, it's it's a treat for after you win, not before you play the game. And you go there loaded on like thirteen uh, Bowberry biscuits, you're gonna come out flat, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I don't want to blame all the troubles of North Carolina on uh, a great uh, chicken uh, food restaurant, uh, but I, I'm sorry, I think that there could be something to do with that. But anyway, that game ended forty six to forty two. Uh, pretty high scoring game, just with no defense. I mean, that's that's what you got. So let's talk about a couple other games here. Uh, so uh, USC, the Trojans, they go on the road to Berkeley to go play Cal. Aaron Rodgers' old team, a lot of good players came from there. They, it's just been a while. They're just kind of a dying program. They're on their way to the ACC. Uh, but uh, you know, they just—they uh, they were putting up a fight. I tell you what, they were putting up a fight. They came up to show, and USC was looking sloppy, uh, as USC typically does. And uh, I, I think, I, 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 listen, I'm not—I cannot. 
I can't speculate and say that this guy is up to no good. I don't even know if it's the same guy. But uh, it, there was an umpire that looked oddly familiar that was in the game that last week was in, in USC's game, and he was quick to scurry away from Zachariah Branch when he was uh, running. He quickly got out of the way like a cartoon bear. And uh, at any rate, this guy seemed to be Johnny on the spot getting in the way of uh, Cal receivers. Uh, even tripping them up. I, I, but I don't know if it was put on public. Let's be clear. I'm not making an accusation to say that this guy was trying to fix the game. He just happened to be in the right or wrong spot. Depends on which fan you were. And I'm not a Cal fan. I'm just saying this guy just, uh, go back and watch some of that game and watch that umpire. Uh, he just, he just, his scurrying ability seems to have gone away. He seems to kind of be like kind of a little slow on the go. And there's no Bowberry biscuits out in California last time I checked. Uh, but um, so uh, other than that, at halftime or right before halftime, you know, USC's driving the ball down. They're getting it there on like the, the uh, you know, on Cal's 25 or something like that. And then time expires. Okay, going out to uh, it's, uh, down 28 to 17. A field goal would definitely help. But uh, time ran out. Uh, but then Lincoln Riley went on the sideline and started arguing for like the length of the entire halftime, basically. It had to bring the, the, the team back on the field uh, for a field goal attempt. And uh, the official said, okay, we'll, we'll do it. And uh, he did it. And uh, it just so happens uh, their kicker is not very good. And um, we'll talk about wide left. I mean, I mean, this thing went so far wide left. I think it uh, it went and hit like uh, the Birdman at Alcatraz statue or something like that. It just went so far out into the bay. This is what this game comes down to. When you got a game like that, you do not want Justin Wilcox coaching your team. And uh, I just I'm not trying to disparage the guy, but why on earth are you going for a two point conversion when you're down by one with 58 seconds left in the game? I mean, you were fighting toe to toe with them. You could still fight toe-to-toe with these guys. I mean, don't you believe you're a defensive-minded guy? Don't you believe in the defense? So uh, you go for two, and guess what? You don't get it. And that's why you will be rivals with Pitt next year. So uh, that, that, that's my take. Uh, congratulations to Caleb Williams uh, for, you know, uh, still maintaining your your your, uh, your resilience. And congratulations to Lincoln Riley for fighting off whatever mysterious uh, illness uh, that allowed you to watch a lot more game tape on Cal or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so there's that one there. Uh, I, I want to give a, a, a shout out to uh, Michael uh, uh, Phoenix uh, for Washington. Washington, uh, uh, the Husky went on the road to play the Cardinal Tree or whatever they want to call themselves there, Stanford. Uh, another program that likes to support the team, um, but uh, fans. Uh, but, uh, you know, Washington was looking a little sluggish. This is, once again, sloppy time of the year. Washington had 12 men on the field uh, for basically, you know, a red zone uh, defense. Uh, but uh, that 12th man didn't really uh, do anything. Uh, I don't think uh, the first through 12th man did anything to stop. It's just a little punch in. And uh, But that, that game was going back and forth. But, uh, but he, talking about bum-headed coaching. Okay, Stanford is down 35-33, 6.44 left in the fourth after they got a touchdown. So they're they're feeling good. So what do they do? An onside kick with three timeouts left, mind you. What are you thinking? 
You 644 three timeouts. You think you cannot hold him a possession? I, I, and people are arguing their old coach, David Shaw. Oh, he wasn't very creative. Well, now you got a guy who is creative. How do you like that one there, pals? I mean, get out of here with this garbage. Uh, I mean, you bring in the sack state guy, you know, and those guys are all about like, you know, a carnival acts. So you bring in a carnival act and this is what you get. Uh, look, Troy Taylor, I think he's a good guy. I just don't think he's right to bring that program back. And that's why they're going to be, uh, Pitts rivals as well. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, here's one, here's one that threw me for a loop is, uh, so, uh, Michael Phoenix, uh, he decides he wants to throw a Roman helmet. And uh, a Roman helmet is a, a, a term uh, that we coined here, uh, and it's actually uh, named after uh, the uh, wide receiver, uh, Roman Wilson from Michigan. After earlier this year, he had that crazy catch against the DB's helmet where the ball hits the opponent's helmet, and he uses the helmet as leverage, pulls the the ball the, and the guy's head down into the end zone for completion. So that's a Roman helmet. So Phoenix decides a lot of these guys are trying to copy that move because it's really, I mean, it gets you a highlight reels. And uh, what is a Heisman hopeful really need is a gimmicky play. So uh, so he, and coincidentally, the th- pass he throws it to is a guy that has a similar name, not Roman, but this guy's name is Rome, Roma Dunze, very good wide receiver. I mean, this guy is top, top, top of the league. Uh, but this guy uh, missed it. And it, it, it bounced off the, the opponent's helmet. And uh, it, what happened, uh, he got a pick off of it, actually, uh, I think is what happened. But uh, re- regardless, it just didn't work. Uh, uh, Michael Penix, you're a great quarterback. You don't need to be doing this stuff, the circus stuff. Save it for the Michigans uh, and other teams like that. But uh, you're still 8 no, so I, I think uh, you're going to be fine. Uh, I want to, uh, uh, you know, I'm kind of skipping around here. Uh, you know, God forbid I mention a score, right? I think all you guys who listen to the show know the scores and know the outcomes. We're just, we're, we're highlighting the things that people don't highlight. Um, and, uh, Kansas hosting OU. Uh, people forget this is a true rivalry. Um, and Dylan Gabriel looked flat, threw a pick early, eventually scored. Kansas was just, uh, you know, they were patient on that weird, whatever they got like they're playing on shag carpet or something like that they're bragging hey we don't play on astroturf anymore uh you know a lot of people don't see these games because they're they're not televised unless you get like some big russian satellite or something like that or happen to live you know in you know three blocks uh, in lawrence from the stadium uh you you really have to go to the games or or listen to them on some old-timey radio uh, but so uh, this game, it just turned out to be sloppy at the end. It, it, this is just a slop show. Uh, it, you know, Kansas was given the game away with a pick, but then uh, it feels like they were toying with them because then they turn around, they win the game and uh, storm the field. But that's okay because there was only like 300 people in that stadium. So, uh, you know, 300 people on shag carpet. I mean, it's a party. I used to throw parties like that back in the day in the seventies. You know, when I, I, you know, I had my, what I call my scooting pad, uh, that, you know, it was like, you know, the place that you, it, it was like a timeshare for like, uh, guys that wanted to, you know, hang out and have a good time and, you know, get a lot of people over for a party. There's nothing wrong with a good party. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just mention a, a, I mean, and that's the heart of, of the, the games that, that I think I want to cover. I mean, you can we can gloss over the fact that Miami did slip on by of Virginia. 
Uh, Virginia, just out of nowhere, is trying to wreak havoc on teams that they think don't deserve it. They're the spoilers. They're the party crashers. Uh, they're like that guy, uh, Vince Scalatani, that came to my little uh, scooting pad and decided to ruin the party uh, by bringing boxed wine. Uh, to get out of that garbage. Uh, we only drink nice, fancy stuff at my parties there, Vince. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's uh, Kansas State. Oh, 41 to nothing over Houston. Uh, Texas A&M, the Jolly Rancher beats, uh, Shane Beamer, which I was questioning if that was going to happen. Uh, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, Max Johnson looked pretty good in that game, uh, 249 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, you know, they, they can, uh, the coffers there at, at A&M can earn a little bit more interest over the next week before they, uh, fire this guy. Yeah, until they go uh, on the road and play Ole Miss, and they're going to lose by like 30. And uh, then you're going to see Jolly Rancher go and retire off to his ranch and start chopping wood and making paintings like a former president did, uh, whatever they do down there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I mean, that's Tommy Stakes. There's a lot more games. There's too much to cover. I'm by myself. I don't have my cohorts here to help me out. So uh, I hope I didn't let you guys down. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just been a sloppy week. Um, a lot of just, that, that's how you say it. Who thought that, uh, uh, Tulane almost lost to Rice? Uh, I think the only saving grace, uh, to this week, uh, was the fact that James Madison beat Old Dominion by three. And hopefully that puts him out of the top 25. And I, I hate to root against the team. It's just that way. I just don't. There needs to be two top 25s. There needs to be one for the men and one for the boys. And that's the end of the game. Thanks for clicking. It's been time in with yours truly, Tommy Crenshaw, TTFN.